Thomas. Let's see what we got here. How implied volatility responds to big moves. How does implied How volatility? implied volatility responds to big moves? I think you're going to be surprised. Let's take a look. So unlike historical volatility, which is calculated from price movements, implied volatility measures the perceived risk in the market and is often based on a number of variables. We talk about this all the time. How many variables? Six. Um, so this is why a big move in the underlying can cause a variety of changes in its implied volatility depending on the context. Let's look at a few examples. All right, let's check it out. So, and here's the fun part. When SPY experienced a one standard deviation down move, which is roughly 1.2% um, of the time, it and its IVR was low in the days before, its IV spiked an average of 17% on the day of the move. But when IVR was over 50, the same move in the, in the same underlying caused a response in the implied volatility that was nearly six times smaller. Again, this is all we're showing is something that we've shown before. We're just doing it differently and showing that if you get a crazy move in when IVR is high, not even a crazy move, but um, the implied volatility doesn't move that much. It moves 3%. If you get a big move when implied volatility is low, it moves a lot, 17%. Uh, again, just another way of showing that when you're short premium in a low implied volatility environment or stock that has a low IVR, even though the, the risk is the same, the volatility risk is not the same. You're really going to have a big move in volatility, which is going to go against you if you're short premium. Exactly. Exactly. Let's go to the next slide. So a similar trend can be seen in underlying such as Amazon. We're looking now, instead of spies, looking at Amazon, noting that the implied volatility response to a large down move of around 2.2% is around two and a half times smaller than when implied volatility is high. So this trend is much less dramatic compared to SPY um, as the stock is much more volatile in general. So what we're saying here is that stocks are more volatile than indexes, but even though the percentages is, is a little less, it still works the same way. IVR is high, then the percent move in implied volatility is significantly lower than when IVR is low. All this goes back to you take a lot more risk when implied volatility rank is low than you do when it's high. And counter to what everybody thinks or feels or would say um, about volatility too, which is pretty cool. Yeah, you take a lot, just remember, you take a lot more risk when volatility's rank is really low than you do when volatility rank is really high. Stocks and indexes. Same probability of success, just more risk. Yep. Let's take a look at the next slide. So here we said we looked at a commodity. So we looked at gold. And here we said for commodity ETF like GLD, one standard deviation down moves actually average contractions in higher implied volatilities. And this is in part due to reverse skew, greater fear moves to the upside. So the only time you'll see something different is when you're looking at things that have, things that are like commodities and hard assets. So things like gold, things like silver, things like um, natural gas, things like crude oil, anything that has a tendency to go, to go up when, to when volatility goes up, when the market goes up which is very different than equities. But using gold here as an example, you can see that when the IVR is really high versus when the IVR is low, it's the exact opposite. IVR is low, volatility goes up. 
IBR is high, volatility goes down. So the only time you see a different pattern is when you're using a different underlying that has very different reactions to the same kind of movement. So stocks go stocks go down big and volatility expands. And it expands more when IBR is really low. Commodities like gold go down big. And when that happens, the implied volatility doesn't expand, it actually contracts. Awesome. Right? Okay. I mean, yeah, that's all. It's not like it's not rocket GLD science. Has, We're just has low IV rank right now. Yeah, and so you have the most risk, just like before. You, you still have the most risk in low IVR. It just works the opposite way in commodities. Let's go to the last slide. So the takeaways. So implied volatility measures the perceived risk in the market. It's often based on much more than the price movements of the underlyings. Yeah, because it's it it can't be just on the price moves of the underlines. It has to be based on what those underlines actually are. Um, in the examples we saw here, a one standard deviation down move resulted in a much smaller average volatility expansion, and even resulted in an average contraction in the case of GLD um, when compared to higher IVRs. And then we cover all this in the Unlucky Investor's Guide to Option Trading, but. I think what's important here is just to, as a really good confirmation of kind of the kind of stuff that we do. You know, that's all it is. Agreed. Another way of looking at it. Like you take the most said, yeah. risk when IVR is really low, and you have the um, in inequities, and you have less risk when IVR is really high in equities, and the exact opposite is the case um, in commodity-based underlines. Even the SP is up 12 or 13. Uh, Dow is actually down 11. Volatility up 4 cents. Let's take a quick 90 second break. Come back. We got uh, more Tasty Live with a market measure next. Let's Tasty Live. The content of this podcast is provided solely by Tasty Trade Inc. and are not the direct views or opinions of any of its affiliate companies. This content is for informational and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, a research report, trading or investment advice, or a recommendation that any investment strategy, security, or futures product is suitable for any person. You are responsible for making your own investment decisions in light of your individual investment knowledge, objectives, and financial situation. Applicable supporting documentation for any claims, including claims made on behalf of options programs, Comparison, recommendations, statistics, or other technical data will be supplied upon request. Tasty Trade Inc. is not a licensed financial advisor, registered investment advisor, or registered broker-dealer.